Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, everyone. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this Monday, July 8, 2019, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas, guess what, a huge success. Well, I am so excited to be back with you. We've had technical difficulty this last couple of weeks on each Monday, and um, and so, of course, we straighten it all out, and we are going to continue for this month with our topic, Relentless. Now, last month, the month of June, the first two Mondays, I did two topics on Relentless, so you want to – actually, I did three, so you want to go back and listen to Relentless Parts 1 through 3. Uh, for the month of June, and then, of course, this month, I'm going to be continuing on the topic of being relentless, but I'm also going to talk about some other things that I think, uh, as it pertains to relentless, that we really need to be watching out for. So today, in addition to relentless, I want to just carry that through with talking about having a see the the relentless CEO mindset because sometimes I think as women we get caught up in so many multiple, multiple things, we really have to wheel ourselves back in and we really have to look at where is my mindset when it comes to running my business, accomplishing my business goals and making things happen for myself and my business. Do I have a CEO mindset? Is it consistent? Is it something that I need to be paying attention to? And so, again, this is why I think it's just so very, very key as we're looking at becoming relentless, relentless in a positive way of where it's never-ending, everlasting, is that we have that that tenacity, that attitude of I'm going to keep moving on. And so we are going to delve into the CEO mindset again. I've talked about this topic before, but I'm going to be talking about it from a relentless perspective and where our mindset needs to be. So, ladies, this is a great time for you to get out your pen and your notepad as we explore this incredible topic for today's show. Now, as always, I also am definitely going to be giving you the five questions of leadership and authority. I think that's very important. And as many of you who are long-time listeners know, um, each year I come up with a, a, a set of questions that I think that we can grasp and hold on for the year that keeps us accountable, puts us in check, causes us to question ourselves in the right way, uh, and get us to start brainstorming on ways that we can become a better leader, on ways that we can assert our authority and do the things that we need to take care of for our businesses. And so, again, I'm going to be giving you um, the five questions of leadership and authority. And, of course, I'm going to be reading an excerpt today from the book, no excuses. We'll be wrapping up no excuses for the month of July, 
and it's just a really good book. This is one of those books where you really just need to go ahead and keep it out for the year, uh, keep it on your desk, because I do. Just the words themselves, no excuses, always, you know, really makes me remind uh, remind me that it's no excuses when it comes to doing the right thing for your business. You've got to keep pushing even when you don't feel like it. And so uh, once you adopt the no excuse attitude, you will start seeing a lot of things change. And not only should you, you have a no excuse attitude for yourself, but Anybody that's helping you to build your business, there should, you should have a no-excuse attitude with them as well in regards to them turning in things, getting things done for you, um, making sure that they are fully aware and they understand what it is that you need. So we've got a great day lined up for you uh, today doing this short time on Successful Woman Radio. We want it to be impactful. We want it to be meaningful. But most of all, we want it to help you grow your business and take your business to the next level. So here we are in July. I mean, wow, as the, the year 2019 moving and rolling by, right? And we all know that, you know, time is going to keep passing us by. It's not something that we have control over. Um, the only thing that we have control over when it comes to time is that we have to make sure that we are utilizing it in the best way that we possibly can so that it turns out in our favor. And so you have to be very careful. Time is the greatest commodity in the world, right? And one of the things that I like to bring up about time is that time is a witness. It is it is uh, your testimony that you are here that you are living in this world, when you're no longer able to, to, to identify a period of time, um, then, then you're no longer here on this side of earth. And so time is indeed what I consider the greatest commodity in the world that we have. And just think, we are given 24 new hours of time every single day. And so we are wealthy in so many ways. And the thing of it is, is that God allows us all to equally have time, right? We all get that 24 hours of time, but not all of us do the same thing with the 24 hours. Some people waste their time. They just let time roll by and they do nothing with it. Some people are aware of the importance of time and that it is indeed the greatest commodity that we have in this world. Um, and so they try to capture every bit of the time that they have and make good use of it. But sometimes they just don't know how to make that good use of it, right, because the decisions that they make are not necessarily in their favor when it comes to managing their time. And then you have some people who really get it. See, that's that 1%. You have some people who really get time management and understand how to utilize time to its full capacity, and those are the ones that come out on top, right? But it's nothing that they aren't doing that we can't do, that you can't do, right? And so it's important for you to understand as it pertains to business and as it pertains to being a relentless businesswoman that you must become a master of the time that's allotted to you every single day. I, I can't talk about that enough because uh, I see so many businesswomen wasting time, right? Not only time 
uh, from a perspective of business, but I see a lot of women wasting time when it comes to doing things that they have a desire for on their personal life, right? I've had people tell me that, oh, Trina, I've been thinking about going to Hawaii now for 10 years, and I haven't gotten there yet, but it's going to happen. I've been having people tell me that, you know, Trina, I really want to start waking up at 6 a.m. in the morning and having more personal time for myself, but I just can't seem to wake myself up. You know, I've been having people to tell me, Trina, I really want to take more time, spend more time with my husband and my family, and I think I'm going to start planning um, small trips for us to do, but they don't get around to it. So I want you ladies to understand clearly that there is something fundamentally wrong when we are wealthy in time, meaning that we are getting those 24 hours every single day. But we are not we are not utilizing them to their full capacity. So I want to remind you of this: every single hour, every single minute and second of the day, somebody is dying, and they they are no longer going to have the wealth of time that you have. Every single day, somebody is being diagnosed with cancer, and their time is being cut short. Every single day, somebody has no more time left. Their number has rolled up. They don't even know their number is coming up, and they will not be here tomorrow. See, you need to start putting things in perspective about time and how important time really is. Again, it is the greatest commodity we have in this world given to us by God. And each and every single day, we are given a whole new lot on life. We're given a whole new 24 hours, something to do with. And you know what? It's so important that even God himself said, live each day as though it were your last, so you know not the day nor the hour. So he's saying, look, you, whatever your purpose in life, you've got to take action on it now. Stop waiting for some particular time to take action on things that you want out of life because it may never happen. You've got to recognize that the time that you're in right now, the hour that you're in right now, is your greatest time to take action on what it is that you want out of life. And you just have to stop making excuses because, there are many valid reasons why we don't do things, but at the end of the day, if you want what you want, go for it. Girl, you got to take advantage of this time that you have in life. And, you know, that's the way I look at life. I look at life as that there are things that I want to do. I want to make a six-figure income or continue to make one. I want to get to seven figures. I want to bless other people's lives. I want to do things that count. And if I want to be able to do those things, then I have to have a no-excuse attitude. I've got to be relentless, and I've got to, out of everything, understand the wealth I have been given in time, okay? And so I want all of you to truly understand this, because if you don't, you're always going to be spinning your wheels with saying what you're going to do and not do it because you think you have what? Yeah, you think you have time. And so I want you to understand how great time really is and what an incredible gift time is. It's more valuable than anything else that we have on this earth. 
and yet people take that for granted every single day. As a matter of fact, I would venture to say, ladies, that most people, literally, most people don't even know that they are wealthy in time. Most people don't even look at time as having a value. They just move on. Oh, what time is it? Nine o'clock in the morning. Okay, what time is it? Nine p.m. in the evening. Oh, what time is it? But I'm one of those people that I recognize the gift that God has given me. I recognize the the value of time. Every single day I wake up, I am grateful for God allowing me to wake up, and I recognize that He has now given me yet another day with which to do something with. Right? And when I go to sleep, I'm grateful again, thanking God for the time that He has allowed me to do something with. And yet, I hear a lot of people that I talk to, you know, women from all walks of life, I hear a lot of different comments that they make to me about time. And I go, hmm. Some women say, well, you know, I don't like to be confined or restrained, or I don't like to be put into a corner and have to plan out every hour of my day. I don't like that. I like to be free, and I like to keep things in my head and to plan it out as I go. Well, girl, you keep thinking that way, right? You keep thinking that way, but you just remember time is not promised to you. It is a gift from God, and at any moment time can be taken away because time is a living testament that you are here. And, and when you're no longer able to tell time, know that time is here, guess what? You're no longer on this side of earth. So wake up, ladies. Wake up and understand that, number one, although money is very valuable to us and although our goal as business women is to increase our finances, our finances ultimately can be increased by the greatest gift that we have, and that, that gift is free, and yet God gives it to us in abundance, and that is time. So how you use your time, what you do with your time, how you leverage your time, how you use the time of other people, all contributes to you generating wealth and, and literally claiming your abundance. And if you can't grasp that, if you can't understand how important time is, then maybe that's where your whole problem exists with generating more income, with being the, the, the CEO that you need to be for your business. So we're going to delve into that a little bit. And um, before we do, I want to go ahead and I want to start up with five questions of leadership and authority, five questions of leadership and authority. You know, I've been reading these questions now for about six months. And I've had so many people to email me and tell me that they have been getting different um, answers to these questions every single month. And so, again, I want to remind you, that's the beauty of these questions is that as you ask yourself these questions, these questions are designed to take you to new heights, new levels. No, you're not going to always have the same answers to these questions because as you answer the questions for yourself each and every day or how often you need to, you are going to be reminded, right? You are going to be reminded to go ahead, answer the question, and to improve some point of your life and your business, and as you improve those, the answers change. The answers take you to another level. 
So let's go ahead and get started again with the five questions of leadership and authority. Again, five questions of leadership and authority. Here's number one. Am I clear on my role as CEO of my company? Again, am I clear on my role as CEO of my company? Now, I challenged many of you a few weeks back, I challenged you to go ahead and do a position description for yourself as CEO. And I went further with offering you a power talk, which is a 45-minute coaching session to discuss just that if you felt you needed more clarity. Some women took advantage of it and some didn't, right? Okay, so again, I want to remind you to go ahead and create a position description for yourself. Here's the thing. If you can't put it on paper, it's very difficult to to try to have some clarity about who you are and who your business and what you should be doing. So you need to understand your role as CEO, and your role evolves, okay? Evolves. As you make more money and you're able to bring in more people to help you in your business, you take on a new role as the CEO. Here's number two. What are my business priorities? Do you understand and know what your business priorities are? Will you wake up in the mornings and have your reflection time and then, you know, get to your desk or, or start working your business? Whatever time that is, are you clear on the priorities that are supposed to be for that week, your sales, your tasks that need to be implemented, what your goals are for that, that Friday? Are you clear on that? And then here's number three. Do I have a bird's eye view of the following areas? And, again, this goes to your daily workflow. Do you have a bird's eye view over your marketing, over your sales, over your follow-up, over your leads that you're generating? Do you have a bird's eye view over that? Do you know the money coming into your business? Okay, here's number four. Am I allowing my power team to work for me and helping me to execute my daily workflow. Okay, we're going to deal, deal with this in, in, in a few minutes and as we discuss having a CEO mindset. However, I want to just say that I find it very interesting that there are a lot of business women that are totally unaware of what a power team is, totally unaware that they really should be developing a support team to help them get things done. So again, you need to understand that a power team is a support team that you have created based on pulling together the roles that need to be played in your business, whether it's a graphic designer, an attorney, an accountant, a bookkeeper, uh, whatever it may be. But you, you've interviewed these people, you've checked out their references, resources, you have determined that they are individuals that you definitely would like to have on your team, and you've talked with them about the kind of work that you will need when you call upon them, right? Many of these individuals have their own businesses, and so therefore you don't use them full time, but when you need them, they are there, right? That's what a power team is. It's a support structure. And one of the things that I recognized a long time ago is that when you put a support structure in place for yourself, it shortens your learning curve right? It takes that monkey off of your back because you no longer have to worry about trying to learn or figure out how to do something. So that's where the shortening your learning curve comes in at. And then it speeds up, right? It speeds up things for you and helps you to make money at a faster pace because you've got other people moving and shaking for you, 
right? And that's what that power team is all about. I can't tell you enough about how important that is. You don't have to go around telling people, I need you on my power team. I need you on my power team. That is an internal word for you to understand and know and compartmentalize that you do indeed have a group of people who serve as your support team and that you can call upon them when they are needed to execute tasks, implement them, and get things done for you, okay? And this is very, very important. Here's number five. Do I have a delegation system in place to activate my power team? Well, with every good power team or support structure in a company, I can guarantee you there is a delegation system in place of how things are delegated and handed off um, in order for that power team to function. And I talk about all the time that you cannot advocate tasks to people. In other words, abdication is handing off tasks and saying, phew, I'm glad that's over. I don't have to ever look at that task again. That person is responsible for doing it. They'll get to me when they get to me. That's abdication. But, no, that's not who you are. When you're a relentless businesswoman, you delegate, right? And delegation is when you have put a follow-up and accountability system in place for the people that you have working for you or doing tasks for you. And so you have to come up with that before you actually can activate your power team. You actually have to have a delegation system in place, a delegation system such as um, uh, a description of the task, what the expectations are, the deadline for when the task is done, and identify a couple of follow-up calls so that you can either see samples of the work being done thus far or follow-up calls so that you can talk about how far the project or the task has taken place. So you need to understand that delegation is essential, it's key, and it can't be done without when you're talking about delegating and having a power team, those two go hand in hand. So there you have it, ladies, five questions of leadership and authority. These questions are designed to help you to become the CEO that you need to be. You're never going to get the same answer all of the time. So you need to ask these questions of yourself as often as you need to to get yourself to move to the next level, right? Very, very important. And um, I would love for some of you who are indeed asking yourself these five questions of leadership and authority, I would love for you to email me and tell me what your experiences are so far as you ask yourself these questions. Please send your email to newby. that's T as in Trina, newby, N-E-W-B-Y, at womenaboutbiz.net. So that's newby at womenaboutbiz.net. Send me some emails. Let me know how are you doing with the five questions of leadership and authority. What has been your experience so far with these questions, okay? Um, I'm going to go ahead now, and I am going to move on, and I just want to share some things that are coming out. Um, again, I want to remind all of you that if you have not gone to our womenaboutbiz.net website, uh, in a while, make sure you go and visit Women About Biz. If you're not a free member, at the minimum, make sure that you become a free member because you will, um, starting August 1st, you will have to log in in order to 
um, take advantage of a lot of our new courses and things that are coming out for the new season. And I want you to make sure that you have gone on there uh, and you have joined us at Women About Biz and become part of our family of positive business women, all who are setting their goals to earn six-figure incomes and start making more things happen. Can you believe it? July is here, and we are about five uh, and a half months out before the end of the year. Now, if you're thinking, wow, we're five and a half months out, I might as well just wait till next year and start all over again with my goals for my business. Girl, you better think again, right? Because you are in business to make money, and that is not the mindset of a CEO. Uh, what you need to be understanding about, you know, planning is that normally, normally the best way to plan is usually to set annual goals of where you want to be. And I'll be talking about that, um, you know, throughout the rest of this year because I, around this time frame, I always start talking about developing your strategic plan for the following year. But normally what you want to do is you want to plan on an annual basis and at the minimum plan every six months. Okay, and so when you're planning, you really want to have some different things around you um, for, as a resource. You want to know um, how many people respond to your emails, how many people have signed up on your website, uh, your lead generation system, is that working? How, you know, um, are you having sales? Are you having phone calls with people inquiring about your service? Um, you want all of those things. Um, because then you want to take a look at what's working, what's not working, and the things that are working you want to enhance, the things that are not working you want to cut out. You also want to take a look at your services or your products that you're offering. If you're in network marketing, most of the time you have multiple products that you can offer, but there's always a flagship product within the network marketing distribution that you can that you can take and build a marketing campaign around that flagship product. And, and the same thing goes with those of you who are in traditional business. There's, there should be a, a flagship service, uh, some type of service that, that you really are pushing. You may offer multiple services, but there should be a flagship service that you offer that is in common with most prospective customers. And that is the um, service that you should be actually offering um, and building a marketing campaign around, okay? So that's what has to happen is that you, you create an annual planning uh, strategy with your goals, and then you break down those goals. You're going to prioritize which goals you're going to start working on, and then you break those goals down by quarter, and then whatever you're going to be working on by quarter, you're going to break them down by week and then by day so that each of the each day feeds into your goals and what you should be doing. When you don't plan that way, then guess what? You're not making the best use of time. You can't um you can't really be proactive. You can't look at what other help you're going to need. You can't push yourself as hard as you need to because you're always um behind on that. And so I don't want that for you. I want you again to be that proactive businesswoman. I want you to do things ahead of time and I want you to plan out things a lot better. And in order to do that, in order to do that, 
You have to be a master of time management. You've got to be a master of planning um, because that's what's important for you as the CEO of your company. And I can't tell you enough about that and exactly how important that really is, okay? And so it's key. It's very, very key. So today, ladies, what we're going to be doing is for the rest of the show, I want to be talking about relentless and how important being relentless really is, right? Um, Because oftentimes I find that as business women, we're not moving fast enough, right? We're not moving fast enough for ourselves. And as a result, because of that, I find that things don't happen. Uh, Our goals are, are left untouched. Uh, we are disappointed at the end of the year because we we didn't have any structure in planning our goals. Nothing got nothing got done, and so these are things that we have control over. These are things that we can do something about. And so, when it comes to the type of mindset you should have, that mindset has to be one of power, of energy, of consistency, of persistency, of everlasting, nonstop. It has to be something uh, within us that drives us to keep moving and to keep going in spite of ourselves. So that is what the definition is of a relentless mindset. We've got to get ourselves to a point to where we are holding what we want in life priority. And I think for many women, we have guilt. You know, many women feel guilty. Uh, if they're not able to fix dinner for their children in the evening, they feel guilty about that. They're not able to spend time with their husbands. They feel guilty about that. If they're not able to, to participate in certain activities at church and certain activities and clubs, they feel guilty about that. But what I find very interesting is that women don't feel guilty about ignoring themselves and moving past um, what others want and, and looking at what they want. And so this is a conditioned mindset of our society, I believe, uh, when we stop caring about ourselves and putting everybody else in front of ourselves. Don't get me wrong. There are times when you will need to sacrifice. We sacrifice ourselves for our children uh, and things that we want to do because we, we want it for our children, and I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is that we have conditioned ourselves to the point to where we just are not, we are sacrificing everything and don't even recognize how we're sacrificing or what we're sacrificing for, right? And so it's time for us as women to put our business in priority. After all, you birth your business. And when you birth your business, you accepted a responsibility that you were going to take care of that business, that you were going to nurture that business, help that business to grow up to a full, healthy adult business so that then it could start taking care of you. But that can't happen if you don't have the right type of mindset, okay? If you don't have the right type of mindset, then what's going to happen is that you're going to keep thinking the same way and things are going to stay the same. And so the type of mindset that you have to have is that of a relentless mindset, right? 
listen up what the definition again of relentless is, okay? It says relentless means persistent, continuing, constant, continual, continuous, nonstop, lasting, never-ending, steady, uninterrupted, unabated, unabating, unbroken, incessant, unceasing, endless, unending, perpetual, unremitting, unrelenting, right, sustained. That's what relentless means. Now, we can use that word relentless in a positive way or a negative way, but of course, for the purpose of this training, we're talking about being relentless in a positive way. She is a relentless businesswoman. She was able to generate over $1 million in her business because she had relentless habit in managing her day-to-day business activities. So that's the kind of relentless I am talking about. And that is why you have to have that relentlessness in your mindset. It starts with a commitment. And so we're going to talk about what does it take to have a relentless CEO mindset. So the first thing that has to occur with having a relentless CEO mindset is that you first have to know who you are as a CEO, right? You have to know what role you're playing as the CEO. And so this is why in the five questions of leadership and authority that I repeat at each show, This is why I say that you first have to know what your role is and you have to develop a CEO description for yourself so that you're clear on, hey, this is what I do as the CEO. This is my responsibility. This is what has to happen with me and my actions daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, annually. These are the things as the CEO that I take care of. This is what I have to get done. Until you have clarity on that, it's very difficult to have a relentless mindset because you don't even know what you want to be relentless about, right? And so, again, once you know what your role is as the CEO of your company, you can then start working on having relentless habits, meaning meaning that you're going to be persistent, you're going to be continuing, you're not going to let up, you're not going to stop with doing the things you need to do to get your business to grow, which is very, very important. So when it comes to having the right CEO mindset, write down, write it down, you lay your foundation by being clear on what your role is as the CEO of your company. If you're unclear of that or if you're not willing to take that step, then something's wrong. Either you're going to have to find somebody to be the CEO, and you're going to have to have the money to hire that individual, or you're going to have to really question yourself to determine if you should be in business altogether because there are some things that are required of you in order for you to move to the next level with your company, okay? Now, for example, the next thing that you need to do, once you're clear on the role that you play as the CEO of your company, your next thing that you should do is determine what needs to happen in my company in the following areas? What are my sales goals? How am I marketing uh, my services or products? Am I clear on what the flagship product or service is? If so, what, how am I marketing that? 
how do I generate leads coming into my business? How do I get people interested? It's not all it's not all going to happen by osmosis. It's not gonna happen by doing free things, but how am I advertising? How how am I utilizing my marketing dollars to generate leads so that I can close the sale on my on my product or service and get new clients and customers? How do I do that? Okay? Do I have uh, all of my marketing pieces in place. Do I have a website? Do I have a website that's attracting others? Do I have a lead page? Do I have that individual web page that is um, introducing the flagship product? Do I have a compelling free offer to get people to sign up on my website so that I can build a list of people who are interested in what I have? Have I have I started looking at what roles need to be played in my company as far as a power team is concerned so that I can create a power team of individuals to support me with all of the things that have to happen, daily tasks, weekly tasks, monthly tasks? Have I, have I actually done that? Okay? And then you move on and, and setting your foundation with actually finding those people to be on your power team. So that's the third thing that needs to happen. The first thing was identifying, you know, the role, your role as the CEO, and what, what is that? Bullet point it, okay? Don't make it difficult by writing paragraphs. Bullet point, this is exactly what I need to be doing as the CEO. If I were to hire another CEO for me, this is what I'm expecting. And then the second thing, again, going back, is continue to set the foundation with understanding the different pieces of your business, what needs to happen there, what needs to happen with sales goals, with marketing, your marketing tools and resources, what needs to happen with your lead generation system, what needs to happen, right? And then that third thing is, you know, interviewing people to be on your power team. Finding all of those individuals that you have identified and said, these are, this is necessary, I need these people, and I need to call upon them frequently to do different tasks for me. You need to know who they are so that you can get things done faster, shorten that learning curve, right? Okay? And then after you have identified your power team, then you need a really good follow-up system not only for your power team, but you need a follow-up system for yourself to hold yourself accountable, right? What do you need to be holding yourself accountable for every single day? What needs to be happening? How do you determine whether or not your business is growing? What are the reports and the different things that you need coming into your business, okay? And then lastly, one of the things that I think is most important, how, how will you how will you sustain this movement? How will you stay persistent? How will you stay continuing? How will you keep going? Okay? And one of the things that I think is going to help you is to really come up with your story of why. Here's why I am doing this. I am now clear on my goals as the CEO. I am now clear on um you know, who needs to be on my power team. I'm now clear on the activities that need to be going on in my business every day in order to make things happen. Now that I understand all of these things, what I need to be doing now is I need to understand my why because I have to have something that's going to drive me, that's going to compel me to keep moving forward. 
if you ladies remember, I talked about the fact that before you can be relentless, you also have to have another characteristic in place, and that is you must have unshakable faith, a level of belief so deeply rooted it compels you to take swift and immediate action because unshakable faith is very, very key. And the only way that you get unshakable faith is that you step out on the limb, you take that risk of your own yourself, and you start taking action. And the action starts convicting you and causing your belief level to increase, and that's how unshakable faith is developed. So this is very, very serious. This is very key having the right kind of mindset, and until you get this kind of mindset, you're going to always have more hiccups than necessary in your business. You're going to always be tripping over yourself trying to do everything yourself and not moving forward. And I say this because most of the members in Women About Biz are solo entrepreneurs. As a solo entrepreneur myself, I know all too well how easy it is to trip up your own self and to keep spinning your wheels and to be in the same place year after year. I've experienced that, and I understand it. But in order to get yourself to move to that next level, you've got to understand that you must go back, sit yourself down, and really look at your mindset and understand that there's not, it's not that you don't love yourself, love your business, and love what you're trying to do, but you've got to create a mindset that's going to get you to where you need to be. You've got to develop a set of beliefs that is going to support your mindset and support what it is that you want, okay? And it's very important. It's so important that it needs to take priority almost over everything that you're doing right now. Because I tell you, many of you are out there working hard, you're hustling, trying to make it work, but you're spinning your wheels if you have not laid a proper foundation under your business, if you don't know who you are as the CEO, if you don't understand that you've got to get yourself out of a lot of that labor role, if you don't understand that you've got to have other people helping you, then, then you don't have a good perspective on the key to being um, a successful businesswoman. You don't have a perspective on the key to having wealth and generating a six-plus-figure income. You don't have a perspective on that. And this is why it is so very, very important. I see that we have a full board right now on Blog Talk Radio. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Again, this is Trina Newby, your host uh, of Successful Woman Radio, founder of Women About Biz. I'm so glad you're with us. I want to welcome all of those of you who are on the board listening in. Um, Make sure you mark your calendar for every Monday at 12 noon. And, of course, you're listening to no other than Successful Woman Radio. So we've been talking about relentless and how important it is to have a relentless mindset, uh, being the CEO that you need to be for your business. And I've given out several different things that you need to look at uh, in creating the CEO mindset, one of which is you've got to stop procrastinating on developing a CEO description for yourself. You've got to know what your position is. You've got to know what it means to be the CEO, okay? Now, I tell a lot of people, you know, when you are a solo entrepreneur, you're going to have to play uh, one of these three roles, labor manager, entrepreneur visionary, that last role, entrepreneur visionary, which is the CEO role, that's the most important. So you're going to play the labor role, right? 
But the goal is, is to get yourself out of the labor role as soon as you can. That's what lets you know that you're growing, that you no longer have to do certain things in your business that you, that you automatically uh, have grown in your business to a point to where you no longer have to uh, make the gadget or you no longer have to answer the phone for the customer. There, there's going to be a certain point that you no longer have to do that. But you can get to it sooner than later if you understand how to develop that power team that I've mentioned to you so many times, okay? It is the answer to anyone that is a solo entrepreneur especially, and it's an answer to really anyone who owns a company. you got to have a team. you got to have a support staff. Very, very key. And another thing, ladies, that I think that you need to look at as far as having that CEO mindset is that you might as well get it in your head now that as a good CEO, you must have structure. Structure is essential. And by structure, what I mean is that you understand what must be done daily, what must be done weekly, what must be done monthly in your business, and you have a workflow plan already figured out on how that's going to happen, okay? Structure is very, very key. Uh, For those of you who just tuned into the show, I want to let you know that I talked about the fact earlier that One of the things that I think as women that we ignore and don't realize the value of it enough is time. Time is a living testimony that we are here, we are existing in this world. And we are given 24 hours all over again every single day. God is blessing us with the wealth, the abundance of time. It's the greatest commodity in the world. And yet we don't take advantage of it. So many hours wasted on things that really are not contributing to us having an abundant life. And so you need to recognize just how important time really is. Many of you, when you look back and look at how you didn't take advantage of certain things in life, it really had to do with you didn't take advantage of the time that was given to you. So you really need to understand that in order for you to have that relentless mindset, You must become a master of your time. You must become structured. You must understand that. And you must start putting your business in priority because I know a lot of people don't put their business in priority. It's kind of, oh, well, I got a little business. I hear that word a lot when it comes to people talking about their business. They use that term little. Know that that word little can become a very negative word when used as an adjective to describe certain things. Oh, let me see your little book. Let me see your little business. Oh, I'm just doing a little something. It's belittling yourself. Never describe yourself as being little. I have a little business. Okay? Never do that because it really tells the truth about what's in your subconscious mind. It tells the truth about what's in your mindset, and you have to go back in there and and correct that. Right? You want a wildly thriving success successful business in which, as a relentless CEO, you are generating a six-figure and seven-figure income. Can I get an amen on that? Absolutely. That's what you want. And so as we continue on throughout the month of July talking about relentlessness, being having the right CEO mindset, I'm going to continue to throw some good tools out there that you guys are going to be able to use, okay? Very, very important. 
right now what I want to do is I want to also go into a book club book for the quarter, which was Ryan Tracy's No Excuses, The Power of Self-Discipline. Because I believe that this book, you know, I couldn't have written it better myself. So I, I love how Brian just breaks everything down. He provides 21 ways to achieve lasting happiness and success in this book, No Excuses. If you have not ordered No Excuses yet, please do. If you are in an area where there is a Barnes and Nobles, I happen to know that Barnes and Nobles has this book on sale for like $7.98, I believe. Or you can just go right online to Amazon or Barnes and Noble and order the book for yourself, okay? But one of the things I want to talk about uh, in the book of No Excuses is that he talks about the fact that, you know, people have such fear when they are trying to do things that they just allow fear to actually hold them back. And there is a phrase here by Mark Twain, a quote by Mark Twain, which says, courage is not absence of fear, it is control of fear, mastery of fear. In other words, what Mark Twain is trying to say here is that taking courage and moving forward as, as a person in life doesn't have anything to do with fear being, being out of your life. Because if you're human, you're going to always, as you grow to different levels of business, you are always going to have different fears that pop up, okay? But it's learning how to control fear and how to become the master over fear that is going to get you somewhere. So the author in Chapter 6, Self-Discipline and Courage, says, you need large amounts of self-discipline to deal courageously with all the fear-inducing events of your life. This is probably why Winston Churchill said courage is rightly considered the foremost of virtues, for upon it all other things depend. The fact is that everyone is afraid, and usually of many things. This is normal and natural. Often fear is necessary to preserve life, prevent injury, and guard against financial mistakes. So if everyone is afraid, what is the difference between the brave person and the coward? The only difference is that the brave person disciplines himself to confront, deal with, and act in spite of the fear. In contrast, the coward allows himself to be dominated and controlled by fear. Someone once said that with regard to warfare, although it applies to any situation, the difference between the hero and the coward is that the hero sticks in there five minutes longer. Fears, he says, can be unlearned. Fortunately, all fears are learned. No one is born with fears. Fears can therefore be unlearned by practicing self-discipline repeatedly with regard to fear until it goes away. The most common fears that we experience, which often sabotage our hope for success, are the fears of failure, poverty, and loss of money. These fears cause people to avoid risk of any kind and to reject opportunity when it's presented to them. They are also afraid of failure that they are almost paralyzed when it comes to taking any chances at all. There are many other fears that interfere with our happiness, the author says. People fear the loss of love or the loss of their jobs, the loss of their business, or the loss of their financial security. People fear embarrassment or ridicule. People fear rejection and criticism of any kind. People fear 
the loss of respect or esteem of others. These and many other fears, he says, hold us back throughout life. He goes on to say that fear paralyzes action. The most common reaction in a fear situation, he says, is the attitude of I can't. This is the fear of failure and loss that stops us from taking action. It is experienced physically, starting in the solar plexus, he says. When people are really afraid, their mouth and throat go dry, their heart starts pounding, sometimes they breathe shallowly, and their stomach churns. Often they feel like getting up and running to the bathroom. These are all physical manifestations of the inhibitive negative habit pattern, which we all experience from time to time. Whenever a person is in the grip of fear, he feels like a deer caught in the headlights of a car. This fear paralyzes action. It's often, it often shuts down the brain, he says, and causes the individual to revert to the fight-or-flight reaction. Fear is a terrible emotion that undermines our happiness and can hold us back throughout our lives. So what does the author recommend? What does he say we need to do? He says do the opposite. Aristotle described courage as a golden mean. Between the extremes of cowardice and impetuousness, he taught that to develop a quality that you lack, act as if you already had that quality in every situation where it's called for. In modern terms, however, we say fake it until you make it. You can actually change your behavior by affirming and visualizing and acting as if you already have the quality you desire by affirming, by repeating the word, I can do it emphatically. Whenever you feel afraid for any reason, you can cancel the feeling of I can't. Every time you repeat the words I can do it, with conviction, you override your fear and increase your confidence. By repeating this affirmation over and over again, I can do it, you can eventually build your courage and confidence to the point where you are no longer afraid. He says visualize yourself as unafraid. And so I want to stop right there. And, again, that's Chapter 6. I just read from the book, No Excuses. I want to stop right there and ask, I end the show for today. I want to say to each and every one of you listening to this show that, ladies, it is time for you to be fearless. It's time for you to be unafraid. It's time for you to grab fear and say, get your behind in the seatbelt and buckle up because you're getting ready to go for a ride. Because my car of success, is going to keep on driving on this highway, uh, this journey of success and abundance. It's going to keep on driving whether I have fear or not. So go on, strap up, because I am going to keep moving in spite of the fear, in spite of my own self. I have identified what it is that I want out of life. I identified what type of business I want to have. I've identified the income I want coming through that business, and I can do it. I will have it. I'm going to set my foundation, get out of my own way. Hello, somebody. Get out of my own way and do what I need to do to start making things happen in my business. And I'm not waiting for 2020 to do that. I am going to do it this year in 2019, starting today. Starting today, 
I am going to start my journey of being a relentless businesswoman. I am going to start having a mindset and an attitude that is consistent, persistent, everlasting, ongoing, unbreakable, unshakable. I am going to start having the attitude that I put myself first and I put my company in priority and I start doing the things that I want to do. Why? So that I can bless the lives of others, so that I can start experiencing the joys of the gift that God has given me the gift to plan, the gift to take advantage of time, the gift to bless other people's lives so that I can start doing all of these things and experiencing a joyful and a happier side of life all generated from within me because God already pre-installed everything that I needed to be successful. So with that, ladies, I wish you an abundant week. I want you to start developing your relentless mindset, not tomorrow, not in a few hours, but right now. I want you to start saying, I can do this. I can do it. I can generate multiple thousands of dollars in my business. I can generate a six-plus-figure income. I can create a power team. I can be the CEO that I need to be for my business. I can start creating the blueprint for my success. I can do it. And nobody can hold me back because it was a gift given to me from God, and nobody can take it away from me unless I give it to them. So, ladies, I charge you this week to be the CEO that your business needs. I charge you this week to have the mindset of a CEO. And I want to challenge each and every one of you that if you have not scheduled your power talk with me, and this is a gift that I give, if you haven't scheduled a power talk with me, make sure you visit our main website at womenaboutbiz.net, and in the top menu bar, click on coaching. And once you get to coaching, you'll see it right there. You'll see, schedule your power talk. I'm expecting to see people schedule their power talks with me this week, and so I'm going to say I look forward to connecting with each and every one of you. Here's to your abundance. Here's to being a relentless businesswoman. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.